the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to The Marinade, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. Each episode, we welcome musicians, actors, comedians, authors, visual artists, filmmakers, anyone who creates art to talk about how and why we make stuff. This is episode 153, and our guest is Caitlin Butts. Caitlin is a singer and songwriter from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Her incredible record, What Else Can She Do?, is an examination of complicated female characters we're up against all kinds of challenges, patriarchy, addiction, family issues, and as she puts it so beautifully, tension and them being at their lowest point. In other words, our kind of record. We caught up with Caitlin in her car backstage after her set at the wonderful Orange Blossom Review Festival in Lake Wales, Florida at the beginning of December. Y'all, if you can make it to Orange Blossom Review at the beginning of December, put it on the calendar, plan on it every year. It's always incredible. And if you don't believe me, be sure to check out our two Jason's Journal recaps of that incredible experience, which you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. Y'all, this was maybe the most fun I've had making an episode. Caitlin is it's smart. She's hilarious. I can't say enough about her as a songwriter, performer, and conversationalist. Everyone, it is my great honor to bring you. My conversation with Caitlin Butts. <laughs> oh my God. Cool. Hello. Do we sound fabulous yet? Do we sound so hot? Oh my God, we sound so hot. <laughs> so, glad, so glad I'm rolling already. <laughs> You kind of got to be careful with these cables. It's, it's not hot when these cables bounce around. Okay. Um, so just kind of be aware of that. Okay. But um, I, so I have all these notes because I. Um, I saw you taking notes out there. I watched you. Did you really yeah. watch me? You lied. When someone's reading or wearing the shirt that you're wearing, it's hard not to spot it. And then also <laughs> know that someone has a notepad in the audience and notice <laughs> that. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my Reed Band book shirt, everybody, and apparently <laughs> I was sticking out <laughs> during Caitlin's set. You inspired, I really, like, whenever I saw that, I always forget, you know, sometimes where I'm at, and um, mm-hmm. I forget that we're here where that's, like, a really huge issue, and I, yeah. and being in Florida, and that you inspired me to want to, like, do, like, a say gay chant. And I was like, how can I do that? How can I incorporate it into the set? Like, as I'm seeing your shirt and, like, seeing you out there. Because it, like, I mean, it, it reminds me of where I'm at and what's really going on in reality. Yeah. And um, I really wanted to say gay. And I said gay at the end. But I think it just probably sounded like, hey! 
<laughs> but I said gay for for you, Ron. You can't do that here, <laughs> I did. <laughs> is, I did. You can't do that. Okay, you just made my fucking day. I can't believe <laughs> all of this is happening right now. I, I had a feeling I would throw out my notes during this conversation. It sounds like that's what's about to happen. Is that I did all this. Did you say gay again? Yeah, gay. Okay. Gay. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, I I needed a couple of things uh, that I didn't know I needed from your set um, while you were watching me scribble things. What I, I was scribbling about was um, I'm going through a really heavy time right now, yeah. and uh, it won't always be this way. Just like it was exactly what I needed. Did you see me crying? Did you see me crying? No. I cried. Did you really? Yeah, we're having a rough week too. So it's uh, we our bass player lost his sister this oh, week, God. and so it's his first show back. And we're all wearing pink today because it was her favorite color. So, oh my God. so we're that I was up there trying to get through that my little speech that I normally do, and as I'm saying it, I'm like, you know, this one back behind me right now is having a, a rough go at it. So I was starting to, I always get a little bit choked up like talking about that kind of stuff because I'm. I am reminded every single time I say stuff like that of like people's individualism and what they might be going through. And, um, and so I can kind of see it in their faces a little bit and I can kind of feel the weight of it, but I felt so much weight, you know, talking about that. And so, I mean, what, what's going on with you? Why, why did that resonate? Um, my relationship. I know I'm interviewing you. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I guess I am. Uh, <laughs> my relationship of 10 years ended last week. Oh man. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's not good. It's the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just broke down. Um, just like could not couldn't handle it (laughs) but i needed it right so that's i mean that's the power of a song like that yeah you know and i think when i think about there were so many lines i was i was doing like a deep dive into uh your last record and as i was like going through it and i'm what else can she do and and listening to all these songs there's just so many moments in there of these characters that are so real in that way Mm -hmm. and that there is a through line of empathy that yeah. I hear from you, mm-hmm. um, not only in that conversation, I mean, not only in those songs, but then also from what I'm hearing you say now, I'm static. Don't do static. That's not sexy. No, it's not hot. Is it better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Um, yeah, but there's like a, an a through line of empathy with these these characters who are so flawed but also so beautiful in so many ways mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that sense of empathy that you seem to have uh i've all of those characters i feel like we all have been them at some point um i there's there's different ones and and they're it's really all been pov me and and so it feels like empathy but it's really like it i was going through my whole family was going through a lot of stuff just different things we had someone in our family struggling with, you know, substance abuse. My p- parents were going through a divorce, you know, uh, that just that kind of, um, it was just like turmoil the whole time. And I'm just kind of observing what I'm, what, how everyone's feeling about it and, and kind of taking it on myself and, um, and trying to articulate like what in the fuck is happening to my life. And, um, but then you see like the, like triumphant part of it on the other side and, it just it was a really really rough time but i feel like it, there and it was all stories of women that are just like really going through it um but there's uh and whether or not they like make the right decisions to you know keep going or um whether they 
you know, keep going back to a person or they, you know, leave and don't know how they're going to do it. You know, they just keep kind of trudging through. And I think that that was kind of the my whole message to like myself in writing those songs was like I was living it at that point. So it, it seems like empathy. And I was writing about these characters, but it was really me and, and my family and my life at the time. And now I can kind of look back thankfully and just know that that was like a moment in my life and and now we're on the upside of things which is like a a message that I want to spread that you know I've been through all these things and we got on the other side of it you know even though we didn't think we could or could even have a good day like there was a moment where we were like I don't even know like what a good day to us would look like it's we're in the dark side of um, the hardest thing that anyone can go through is a divorce. Um, mm-hmm. is, it's like a statistic. Like it's like one of the hardest things you can go th- through besides death of like someone you love, and because it feels like a death. And when you add like abuse and um, and you know all the awful things that come with divorce, it just adds so much weight onto it. But I think the most important message I want to spread is to like keep trudging through it because it's gonna you're gonna find the other side of it one day. But um, it, it might take some time, but you'll get there. Are you able to write? I, I love that. And again, it's really helpful to hear it. And it's helpful to hear it in such a beautiful song, uh, songs period. Right. Or plural mm-hmm. period. I'm an English teacher. Um, <laughs> the, are you able, when you're in that muck, are you able to write about it or is it something you have to have sort of space in order to process? Uh, for those songs. Yeah, I was, I was in it. And, um, like, like, for example, there was, um, she's using, and I mm-hmm. went into a write with a guy named Mondo Signs who lives in Nashville. <sighs> He's great. He's great. And, and I was, those like 9am writes are like, <laughs> can go one of two ways. You can just like, you can be talking through the whole thing or just be kind of like begrudgingly waking up to do this thing that you're scheduled to do. You don't want to do it. And I kind of felt that a little bit from my end and I felt it a little bit from him, but I was, I really just wanted, I knew that he was good at writing sad songs and I was going through sad stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, well, uh, I know it's like nine fifteen right now, but this is what's going on with me. And I, w- and I want to talk about it. And I was saying, you know, my aunt who's, um, it, it was, she was talking about her daughter and basically saying like, I feel she was struggling with substance abuse and kind of just left didn't hear from her for what felt like forever and she said I feel like she's like passed away like I feel like she's died but like no one's bringing me casseroles no one's bringing me flowers no one's it's like something that I'm not supposed to talk about but it's like I want to scream about it like I'm just supposed to move on with my life and as soon as I saw said that line his eye his ears perked up and he it it just kind of all came to us so quickly after I had that moment you know and um I feel like hearing such personal lines like that, the, you know, I feel like she's died, but no one's bringing me flowers or casseroles. I feel like those things don't happen unless you're like really going through it, like right then, like you don't, those lines don't really stick out to you um, unless you're going through something like that or you've written it down. But I, I feel like I was able to articulate it best because it was like, I wanted to so accurately put it together and be exactly what was happening and it felt really unique the situation but as i've played it you know live for people i've found out that songs like that are not unique or um and i think going through those things you know helps you reach out to 
people that feel like they're alone in that situation. Like it's only, it's only happening to me and I feel like I can't talk about it. But when I get up on stage and I talk about it, you know, so many people know somebody who struggles with substance abuse or alcoholism or drug abuse and, um, talking, I just can't not talk about those things. Like I have to, I, that was the hardest thing about what I was going through was I was like, this is such a common, it's a common issue. Why, why do I feel like alone in this? Why do I feel alone in having like a toxic family member that's like a narcissist? Like I, and I I feel like I shouldn't be talking about this, but also fuck that. Like I'm going to call it out for what it is because it's bullshit that we have to keep it to ourselves and be ashamed of, of something that everyone has gone through at some point or know somebody that has done that. So I feel like going through it makes you, um, articulate it best the the casserole line was written here to ask you about because it just like totally laid me out (laughs) you know um and that song in particular lays me out because like you said we all that's a universal experience unfortunately right or maybe maybe unfortunately isn't the right word exactly right no i I mean to know that like there's a uh, there's a happy ending of it she came home she's doing great right now and um it's it's something that it's an ongoing struggle too. And it's like, you know, there's, there's never going to be a finish line with someone who struggles with that. Yeah. Um, but to just hang with them and to hang, just like love and support them through it and know that they're going to have somebody when they come home. Like that's all that, like I want to tell people like whenever they know somebody who's going through that is just like hang with it. Like as long as they know that they have somewhere to come back to, you may see them or you might not, but you, they, you have to give them that safety blanket that they have somewhere to be. Um, someday. I loved how you your live show is incredible. By the way, you have you. such uh, such a presence. You are so your timing is great. The pacing is great. I mean, it was just a fantastic show. Like festival set, but uh, which can be tricky, and you just slayed it. Thank you. Right? Yeah. And your and your band is fucking, you know, red hot too. Thank right? you. They, so I've I've worked my whole life to have that band, uh-huh. and I've and they are just individually like the greatest men I know Mm. and they're such great players that I'm like so lucky to get to have you know back behind me they feel like my my brothers and I feel really lucky to have them so I also haven't laughed much in the last few weeks but when you made that comment did I make you giggle I laughed my fucking ass Which off one? <laughs> when you started to say Blake Shelton, <laughs> Blake and then you described your <laughs> guitar Griffin. player Blake Griffin <laughs> as a mix of Blake Griffin and Pete Davidson, yeah. which he fucking does look like. Doesn't he? <laughs> I always mess that up, and I have to look back at Eric, who's like the smart guy in our band, who knows every actor's face that you've ever seen. He knows who it is, so I have to be like, what is his name again? What's his name? <laughs> And he'll say it, but yeah, he looks so much like him and it's so funny. And he's just as funny as like Pete Davidson. Oh, really? Yes. He's a character. Well, I I loved that moment. There are a a few moments like that. And so there's another moment I want to talk about that was maybe not quite, it wasn't quite as, as humorous, but I loved that balance where how like, you're not afraid to go out on the sort of heavy emotional limb. You're also not afraid to say Blake Shelton when you met Blake Griffin. <laughs> Blake Griffin is, is same Z's. Well, I feel, I, I had, um, I had like my booking agent, whenever I showed him my last album, he said, this, these songs are like really dark. And he's like, you're not a dark person. I said, no, mm-hmm. but like I, I went through some stuff, but I feel like, like whenever I was going through that stuff, I laughed. We would laugh at just how 
hilariously fucked up our lives would be up at that point like that I laughed so much during the worst times of my life because there's it's so matter of fact and doesn't you know like I don't know I think that some things are just you just have to laugh at and like for example I'm gonna talk about last night at Cheesecake Factory last night so our our bass player sister just passed away Mm -hmm. tragedy tragic unexpected and the our waiter i mean this it's stuff that you like you're trying to be serious about but you just like can't help but laugh. stuff just happens and it's so f- and it's funny yeah last night the waiter uh kept coming back up to our bass player saying i'm so sorry like we d- we don't have what he w- he wanted a double gin and tonic and th- he said man i'm so sorry we don't have we don't have gin like we're the cheesecake factory you guys have everything and so he's like okay i'll have this instead then he orders his food and they don't have his food and he's just like man i'm so sorry man i I need to get you another drink so you can we're gonna drink you're gonna have to drink your sorrows away and we're just like dude (laughs) shut up but it's like one of those things like oh god like it but it's it's stuff like that where the universe is like telling you to laugh and like even though it's a it's a tragic part in your life, you know, you can't, I don't know, there's there's some light in there and to make light of it and to see the joy in, in like, the hard times. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there, there's another moment, too. <laughs> the Cheesecake Factory doesn't have gin? They, like, uh, what in on. the world? They were like, we ordered some. I'm like, of course, oh. of course this would be happening. It happened three times at the table last night that they didn't have what he wanted. Yeah. And he had to come up, keep coming up to him. We're just like, how is this happening to Eric right now? Like, how? Like, I oh. also kind of want to unpack the fact that you you have this badass country rock and roll band and you're on tour and your choice for dinner was the cheesecake. It was factory. the only thing that was open and we tried to go to Olive Garden first. Okay, that's acceptable though, I but think. But the, and they said it was open till 11, but they lied on Google <laughs> and so then we went to Cheesecake Factory, which was exceptionally better. So I I kind of feel like the Olive Garden is <sighs> the acceptable chain of it, acceptable chains it is it's so good the it's salad so good. you're gonna feel awful afterward but it's so the endless pasta good. just the breadsticks yep they probably have gin they they would have had gin for us gin. they would have had handfuls of those andy's mints that i love yeah but there wouldn't have been any laughs you guys no. would just sat there very stoic they would have had everything we needed we couldn't have laughed at no, anything nothing good anything tragic i know right <laughs> there was another moment on stage that I found really helpful, and uh, I liked how you did a really good job, if I may give you this compliment. A lot of times when people come to Florida, they clown on Florida on stage, and they do it in a mean way or yeah. a stupid way, and you didn't. You <laughs> you were very- <laughs> What would they say? They'll say, you know, they'll like spit out Florida man tropes, and you know, like one time, no. all right, I'm gonna call it Jeff Tweedy, let's do this. So, uh, Jeff We're Tweedy. spilling the tea today. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Jeff Tweedy came, <laughs> like, this has been like 11 years, but uh, he came to St. Augustine and he, he comes out and he's like, Hello, St. Augustine. It's a bit buggy, isn't it? Mm. And it was just like, it wasn't funny. This guy stinks. Yeah. And then yeah. he like, and then he was like, Where I come from, we pronounce it St. Augustine. And then he just sounded pretentious. Yeah. Now, it ended up being the best show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but know. still. But still, it was like, but that kind of thing happens a lot. Yeah. Where somebody tries to make a joke and the joke just is either not good or. Land. Yeah. But you sort of recognized our fucked upness by all, and, and 
and sort of identified with it. Well, yeah, because I think, well, like, uh, I think you might be talking about, like, the, the blood and, like, you guys understand you're from Florida. Yeah, exactly. Like, you understand how crazy family can be. Yeah. I say that in every state I go to <laughs> because everyone can relate to th- having a crazy family. In yeah, Texas, yeah. Tennessee, Oklahoma, y'all are Okies. You understand. Yeah. Everybody knows, and, and they just want something to identify with. But, um, yes, like, I don't know. Well, in that moment with blood, too, you also said you were t- – I believe that was during that same moment. It, yeah. it must have been where you said – you were talking about um, the idea of uh, that you alluded to earlier of having a toxic family member and a toxic relationship mm-hmm. and how, like, I love how you said this. And I feel like more of us are saying this openly now. More yeah. people are discussing the idea. Thank that, you, like, TikTok, for letting us have a <laughs> platform to talk about our crazy family. Well, about the idea that, like, you don't have to they don't necessarily get a seat at your table if they're going to treat you poorly. No, they don't. Right. Like, yeah, the idea that family automatically gets to be in your life just because they're family. If they're treating you poorly, no, they fucking don't. No, they don't. That's not okay. No, I, it's been, I've gone two years, no contact with mine Mm -hmm. and it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. There's so much weight lifted off. And I think that like, that's like a new thing. Like no contact is a new, new age thing for Mm -hmm. millennials and, and Gen Z. I feel like there's just more encouragement from the outside world to, to again like but it's shame shame like with you know that's but that's your dad like how could you like yeah because he's a terrible person he's not i i need to protect my heart and protect my life and like terrible people don't get access to me and i don't have time for it and and i think that like i've watched so many people just like waste their lives trying to cater to these awful people and then they spend their whole lives doing that and then for what for that person to betray them to abuse them to make them feel small no matter where you're at on the scale of like you know being around a narcissist or a a family member who makes you feel bad being around them like you don't have to do that and and to have the peace or even if you choose to continue to to be around that person again like you're not alone and feeling like you know the black sheep of the family or this person like kind of the scapegoat or I think giving someone someone something to sing along to that you know feels like oh I feel that all the time like especially around the holidays um I feel it the most um or the people connect with it the most um yeah because they for I think they forget how like those little slight comments like hit so hard you know and I don't know family's tough but and you stick around with them just for like just no reason at all other than because they're blood and it's like you don't have to you can just say bye yeah 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 no that i mean and again again thank you tiktok like getting back to those like generational trauma tiktok i love it (laughs) shout out to my team (laughs) it's uh you know those conversations about like not having to accept these these norms that aren't serving you mm-hmm. right and that are not far from not serving you some oftentimes are actually taking away from your life or yeah. harming you in some way yeah um i want to shift gears from that for a second because i, I want to dive a little bit into process you were talking about writing with mondo signs and not uh, you know in the morning and that kind of writing what what does process look like for you? I feel like I read something somewhere where there was there was at least a song that sort of 
came to you in a line and it and and then the whole thing sort of fell out and that wasn't necessarily how you normally write Mm -hmm. um can you talk about sort of what your process looks like there's i mean it's always different um for every song i'm trying to think of what song that might have been it might have been be this way i can't remember um i can't remember what i i should have written it down for be i mean it's all different like sometimes i'm like it just kind of comes and it most I'm not as consistent as I should be. Um, Cleto, my husband, is a songwriter too, and he he's such a great songwriter in that he he loves to do it every single day. And whenever he has the opportunity to have a day off, he is writing he's writing a song. And I mm. I am not that way at all. I have to I have to really be kind of zoned in on a project and or like have an intention. I can't just be like writing songs to just hey what are you what are you feeling today like I am not like that at all so for the for um what else can she do it was um the I was only seven songs and so those ones were like I'm going through it right now be this way I like started writing I have like five pages of scribbled manic Mm. manic writing Mm. just like five different computer paper like scribbles and just trying to piece together like what what do I really want to say and and narrow it down um that one kind of flowed out of me a lot in just an insane way um computer paper like a blank like a big big yeah I use I use big yeah big like computer sheets of paper and I'll just like scribble like anything any like lines conversationally that stick out to me yeah or um, like the casserole line, like that's not something that you can just like come up with. Someone has to say that for you to like, has to be going through that to really think about it. But most of the time it's starts out in my phone notes. Oh my God, look at you. Well, I'm going to show you cause I want to relate to what you just said. So here's how I normally write, right? Yeah. These are mostly notes from old episodes. Holy shit. That this, was a, that's a big day. This for is you. not, this is like, oh, this is me really questioning existence. <laughs> Uh, See, but yours is in a straight line. It is until let's wait for it. Okay. It is until I love this. Oh, here we go. I love the I love uh-oh. the lines. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. Breakup's not there yet. Oh god, <laughs> I'm so honestly a little excited to see. Not there yet, and now <laughs> he's single. Oh, there it is. <laughs> See, but okay, that looks that looks about right to me. This like is, mine yeah. would be like mine would be I'm trying to write a song, so I would doodle, write like just little fuck you letters, and then yeah. whatever stuck out, I would like whatever was like profound if if anything. Yeah, I would circle it and like be like, okay, that needs to. F- we need to figure out how to put that in there. Yeah. Um, for this next project, um, I've been writing to like more intentionally to a theme and um and i'm really excited for it it's uh okay it's it's a very um uh, what's it called like a concept album it's a full it's a and i know people say that all the time but it's full-blown like um like themed after like a movie and um a particular movie or yeah i can't uh, tell you though uh, i can't tell you though we did just record it though and it you're not telling me you're telling all the marinators i know hi marinators (gasps) the marinators no it's good right can i tell you a funny marination sure yeah of course okay what is the movie it is there's a disney movie where the geese get drunk and 
they said that they were getting they got marinated <laughs> and it's a disney movie that and i watched it as a as a high schooler and i was like oh my god like they just got drunk but they called it marinated in yeah. um in their thing and i posted and i was drinking at 18 as as you do yeah. and uh i posted on facebook that I, me and my friend morgan were getting marinated that oh, night and my that. mom grounded me because she knew what i was talking about so what's up marinators oh i love that <laughs> oh <laughs> we're getting god. marinated tonight yeah I, I, mean, I gotta still interview brent cobb but after that i'm getting marinated <laughs> <laughs> you can probably get marinated before you think before so? brent yeah think brent, brent, he's, he's probably a little marinated oh, okay cool i was gonna have one beer during his set this is this is a deep into process everybody i was gonna have one beer before like during his set i haven't had had any drinks yet today i was like i'll have one beer during his set so maybe i'll have two beers during his set maybe like he's a he's a little country boy who stays a little who stays a little happy uh (laughs) last time i saw him he said all right uh he said um you're the only girl around here and i know this is uncomfortable but is there any dip in my beard (laughs) that was the last thing i saw I saw last time I saw him was backstage. Can I ask him about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean he probably won't remember, but yeah, yeah you right. can. Um, so a concept album based on a movie. A concept <laughs> album based on a movie. Um, I've written with like Natalie Hemby for oh, this album, what? two songs. Okay. Um, I've written with Angelina Presley for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I think I'm the most proud of it because I like filled all the gaps that I like I like was thinking about for so long and. I, I just, some of them I don't relate to super personally. Like my last album was so personal, personal. And, um, but I feel proud because I feel like a a songwriter who wrote for like a, a a movie. So, um, but some of them are very personal and sweet and I feel like it's kind of like the daytime album from, you know, this kind of dark album I had. Uh It's, it's like kind of the, the opposite side of that because I, I am on the other side of it and thriving, honey. (laughs) <laughs> that is obvious. That is apparent. <laughs> thriving, sweating, but thriving. <laughs> <laughs> um, the those are totally. I love how you're flexing those totally different muscles too, right? Like the dark muscles are a different thing. Mm-hmm. Writing it's wise, it's the dark meat. It's the dark meat. Is a are, dark meat or white meat? You eat meat? <laughs> I like white meat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, <laughs> I don't know brown. <laughs> Oh what my god. Do do? What's going on? Look is in rear seat. What happened to your Okay, okay. there we go. I like I like um whatever meat. I don't I don't eat meat, but I was a dark meat person <laughs> when I did. I am Same? all inclusive on all the yeah. meats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat whatever. <laughs> Sophia, what kind of meat do you like back there? <laughs> We're, we're mixed. Yes. Um, this whole conversation is mixed in the best way. It's, <laughs> let's let it marinate. And then <laughs> let's let it marinate and see what comes out. Um, okay. I had other questions for you. Yes. And I've lost my thread. Um, the, when you, like, so going back to that idea of, you know, flexing those different muscles is... Oh, are you, do you have to, you're on the other side of this difficult time, right? Do you think you have to be on the other side of that in order to sort of flex those happier muscles? Or you think you could have done it? I could have done it now for sure. It just was so much more, um, 
there's a lot more passion behind it. I was still really angry about it. And I still can be some days really angry about like my dad and, and what he did to me and what he did to my mom. I can, there are days that I, I am like, you know, filled with rage. And, yeah. um, but I think I let that kind of fuel me sometimes. And, um, I, I feel like I could go back and, and write those same songs cause they're, they're just the truth. Um, but I've, what was your question? Whether you're now you're on the other side of the, the really difficult time, and so you're writing this sort of lighter record, whereas you wrote the dark record during the dark time. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, do you do you have to be sort of in that headspace to write one way or the other? Or I don't think so. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's sad songs on this one. There's, there's like, one that just feels like, you know, you're not, you're not enough or you're not a certain kind of woman that you think you're guy wants you to be or um but I feel like even though I was writing for like a like a project I feel like I relate to all the songs um in some way they're not just so like you know this is about my you know person in my life who struggles with this like it's it's just like a little bit more detached but it but they do all feel like they came from me and and they're my characters um rooted in me somewhere but I feel like you can be in whatever I don't know, space, happy or sad and write a happy or sad song for me, at least some people think that you have to be, you know, you write your best songs when you're sad. And I, I just think that it's kind of like that John Fulbright. Do you listen to John Fulbright? I love John Fulbright. He's like, uh, tell me what's so bad about happy. I, Mm -hmm. I just think once I heard that, I was like, he's right. Like you don't have to just like be write all these tragic songs and be this like, you know, cryptic, you know, being in this distressed person to write good songs. You can write good songs and be happy and you can write, you know, bad songs and be sad. Yeah. I mean, the myth <laughs> of the tortured artist, right? Yeah. The like, tortured <clears throat> artist. You yeah. don't have to be that. You can be yeah. happy. And, and I mean, that's kind of like how I felt like releasing. What else can she do? I felt happy. Like uh, I was on the other side of it. So I, I don't know. It was like a weird little thing. Yeah. Well, this has been such a pleasure, uh, and I figured it would be. We usually end on what you're getting down on, so that's the art that has you inspired at the moment. It could be film, it could be music, it could be a painting. Okay, so painting. It could be. I've had people say painting. So my Spotify wrapped has exposed me. Uh-oh. In the best way. Okay. Um, I apparently am obsessed with taylor swift midnights okay <laughs> which we knew i knew that <laughs> we we knew i knew that <laughs> didn't know <laughs> didn't know how we, much the royal we um i so she's someone who i've always loved and looked up to she's just fabulous someone who i love right now i i listen to mostly pop music mm-hmm. so and i don't i don't know if that's like cool or not but i do um I listen, my favorite, like, new artist right now is Chapel Roan. Have you oh, ever yeah. heard of her? Yeah, so I do this Patreon thing. Shout out Patreon. Patreon.com. Patreon, podcast Slash marinade podcast. Go find it. It's Just search. Um, I do this thing, What We're Getting Down On, where, like, it's like this, except it's me and my buddy, Peter, and we cool. do it once a month, and uh, he mentioned Chapel Roan. I, it's so good. Yeah. I saw her at the Brooklyn Bowl in Nashville this year, mm-hmm. and it was just... It's like watching Lady Gaga before their Lady Gaga. Oh, that's cool. Like the lights, her singing, her dancing. 
it's just very it, it feels very raw it feels very organic and it feels so artsy and I loved like her audience like because they're so like inclusive and fun and sweet and everyone's so considerate of each other like oh, I don't know cool. the, she encourages everyone to dress up in a theme every night That's every dope. night it's a new theme so I had space theme which is really easy for me <laughs> um Okay, I'm going to go through my... I'm not sure if we established that you are sitting in a spacesuit right now. I am. I am. <laughs> Just Which, for everybody listening, If we're I being really honest, I did rip during my set in my crotch. So <laughs> let's be really real. Okay, we're going to go down... You said inspirational things right now? Can Just I, things that you're... Yeah, things you're fired up about. Yeah. Okay. Can I tell you my mood playlist? Hell yeah. For my next album. Hell yeah. Okay, we have... Um, Teller Childers. Okay. We have Hayes Carl, the K-Mag Yo-Yo. You know that song? Yeah, man. I had Hayes on the show. Driving My Life Away, Eddie Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Hands on You, Ashley Monroe. We have the Chicago musical soundtrack. We have the Oklahoma musical soundtrack. Uh, we have Good Old Boys Like Me by Don Williams. Uh-huh. Bird and the Rifle, Lori McKenna. Uh, Little Black Submarines by the Black Keys. No Good, Kaleo. Bang Bang, Nancy Sinatra. Oh my goodness. Uh, old, old Milwaukee's Best, Adam Carroll. Have you listened to Adam Carroll? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know that song, yeah. Golden Ring, George Jones, and Waiting on June, Holly Williams. Oh my God, I can't wait for this record. Okay, so it's like a, a, a mix of all those. So just like, and if you're paying attention, I have a, a playlist on my Spotify profile of next album, Mood Board. <sighs> So go there now. Everyone I haven't I haven't told right anyone yet, but I I have posted it on there, but like Marinated exclusive. Yeah, marinated. Get get marinated. Go to Caitlin's Spotify. There you go. <laughs> get in the mood. Get in the mood. <laughs> get in the mood to get marinated. <laughs> Caitlin, this has been such a pleasure. You're amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. Oh, thanks. It won't always be this way. I'm sorry that, you know, someone broke your heart. I appreciate that. It's been the hardest uh week of my life, but um you know, my friend said to me recently, grief is not linear. Yeah. And uh, there were like four days in a row where I was like, well, that's it. My life's over. Mm-hmm. I can't function as an adult now. And then there were a couple of days where I was like, man, fuck this. I'm moving on, you know, stomping. I really like that phase. Boots. I really love that phase of being brokenhearted. The fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> Who do they think I am? Exactly. I'm better. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know what I bring to the table. Yeah. <laughs> The fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Like, you need to listen to uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. right okay. now. Have okay. you heard that? Have you I heard know it? who Wheeler Walker Jr. is, but it's, I've never listened. It's not... Okay. <laughs> if I'm being, like, <laughs> politically correct, it's uh-huh. not the greatest, uh-huh. but his song, Fuck You, Bitch, is pretty <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I highly recommend when you're driving home... <laughs> it's pretty great. Okay. It's a the, great breakup song. The one, the song that's been getting me through is uh, <laughs> Lucero's "One Last Fuck You." Oh, okay. Lucero is one of my favorite bands. I've had been on the show. Listen to that episode. Really? Yeah. He and they're cool. I played a show with um, them and Morgan Wade this year. Oh it's, what? Oh yeah. What I, a lineup! I did um, a full tour with Morgan Wade at the start of this year. Cool. And there was one we played at. Uh, it was like that new place in Texas, Longhorn Saloon. Um, they, they've like redone the Longhorn Saloon and there I was like getting to play with Lucero who I've looked up to since I was like, you know, 
I, I started really listening to them during a breakup myself. They're, um, it's nights like these. Yeah. Yeah. That one, uh, freshman year of college was like my, my thing that I would listen to. Sophia was my roommate. She didn't hear me listen to this alone in my room, but I would (laughs) (laughs) just be really sad and emotional. Yeah. 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 He's playing, Ben's playing, um, a solo show in Orlando where that's where I live and uh on Friday and my birthday is Wednesday mm. so it's like my birthday like one last fuck you show I can't fucking wait I love that it's for you awesome thank you I'm glad and thank you for everything this has been amazing absolutely thanks for ha- asking me to do this this is fun good I'm glad we're so fun and hot I know we're so fun and hot <laughs> go us <laughs> Caitlin Butts, y'all. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank all of you for listening. CaitlinButts.com for all things Caitlin. Get a physical copy of What Else Can She Do While You're Over There. She also has some great merch. Check all of that out and scoop it up to support Caitlin. She's awesome, y'all. The song you're hearing in this episode is Blood from What Else Can She Do. You also heard us talk about that tune earlier. MarinadePodcast.com for all things The Marinade. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, all the things. We're on Spoutable even, y'all. We're on Twitter. We're on Blue Sky. We're on Mastodon. Go find us over there. Subscribe and give us a five-star rating on your podcast app. Tell a friend about the show. These are all free ways to support the marinade. Go do that right now while you're listening, please. It makes a big difference for us and costs so little of your time and energy. If you like what we're doing and you can swing it, please consider joining our Patreon community. Just two bucks a month, y'all. You get access to Patreon-exclusive content like our show, Jason's Journey, where I talk about the moments that shape my creative life and provide a window into the process of making the marinade. One of the best days of the month for me is I record with my great friend Peter Haraldson what we're getting down on. We've done a year of these now, y'all. We started in January of 2023. There's now 12 episodes up. And we talk about the art that has us fired up, and it just is so much fun. Peter is hilarious and brilliant, and I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to record with him every month. And you can find that over on Patreon. You can also try a free trial. See if you like it. No pressure. Try it for seven days and set a reminder on your phone if you want to cancel. But keep going if you dig it and can swing it. If you want to support the show financially, but you don't want to commit to a monthly subscription, I totally understand that as well. You can Venmo or PayPal us. It's just at the marinade and all the money goes right back into making the marinade. It's it's how we fund Orange Blossom Review. It's how we're going to go cover Gasparilla Music Festival. It's how we're hoping to get to Merle Fest and Swanee a couple times next year. And just all of these things that we're really fortunate to do. All of that comes from our Patreon patrons. I put all the money right back into it. So if you can swing it, we'd really appreciate it. But above all... This is a free show, and we're just so thankful that you listen and spread the word about the marinade. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.